Passions Podcast, the podcast where we dive deep into the passions of the brotherhood. This is your host, Susie Dowood. Oh, I hate the beginning. Huh. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Passions Podcast. I'm excited to be here for episode two with an amazing person with a really cool passion. And if there's anyone who's passionate about DJing and music production, it is definitely DJ Nando. So Nando, go ahead, take it away, introduce us to you and the passion. Yeah, thanks for having me, Susie. Um, like you said, my name is Alex, uh, but I also go by Nando or DJ Nando, whichever you prefer. Um, so that's the like the name that I uh, mix and produce under. And uh, my passion is really just making beats and instrumentals, as well as like DJing on the side. Um, but like I'm a sample heavy producer. Uh, like I program as well as like finger drum all the drum patterns myself for the beats that I make. However, like I'll occasionally play chords and write melodies uh, myself on occasion, uh, but I'm not too great with music theory uh, quite yet. Um, but uh, like, there's nothing I love more than just like searching for uh, samples and uh, chopping them up for hours on end. And uh, a fun fact about me is that one of my house tracks that I posted on SoundCloud titled Triple Four actually consists of 40 different samples, over 40 different samples. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I'll get into more of that later. Yeah, on, like what all that means, but yeah. Yeah, that's thank, you. thank you, thank you. Um, just a quick follow-up question: What is a sample? Something that like already exists? Is it like a radio song yeah. or? Yeah, so I'm not sure if you're familiar with like, like the first example that comes to my head is um, like Kanye West. He's a big sample uh art like bass producer and artist so one of his most famous songs called devil in a new dress mm -hmm. uh it actually samples a, a Smokey robinson song and kanye sometimes gets like criticism for using like a sample is just like a piece of music that you you chop up to like either four mm -hmm. bars or like two bars or you okay. just kind of manipulate the original uh track into a way that you want it and kanye sometimes gets uh some criticism for like not manipulating his samples completely um and so that song for example isn't really completely manipulated but you know at the end there's like a guitar solo over it and stuff and like it's really just like the more you think about like how how much music there is out there it's like if you just keep sampling like there's endless possibilities to the kind of beats and music that you can make which i find very very uh intriguing yeah wow yeah just thinking about how much is out there and then just another quick follow-up um could you ever run into like copyright issues when taking a sample oh absolutely yeah okay. that's uh that's like a big uh just sample clearance is like a uh a, not like issue because when you're signed to like a record label it's it could be fairly easy um but there's like on soundcloud there's really no restrictions like they'll, they'll take down your your song if it's like too sample-based, but all the samples that I use, like, I'll, I'll manipulate them, so an algorithm can't really recognize them. Mm -hmm. um, like, I'll, I like to pitch them up, speed them up, uh, reverse them, and things like that. Uh, and then I'm also, most of the time, not using just, like, one single sample, so, and then, obviously, I'm putting my own drums over it, and, uh, but if I were to expand and start putting some beats on Spotify, I would definitely have to look into like sample clearance. Uh, but for now, I'm just doing my own thing and really yeah. not caring about like 
getting like copyright issues because yeah. I'm not getting paid or anything. So yeah. yeah. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. So we can dive right into the questions then. So um, <laughs> when did you first start becoming really passionate about music production and DJing and things? Yeah. Um, when I was a sophomore in high school, my older brother was a sophomore in college and him and his friends would obviously they they weren't home very often because they're at school uh but they would come home occasionally like i think it was around like may or so and uh they kind of just had like a mixing board and they would mix in my basement for a really long time and i would just sit uh like behind the table and just like listen to them and watch them do it and i thought it was the coolest thing ever Mm -hmm. uh so around my junior year i started mixing and that was like that was pretty cool like when i started off like i was pretty bad um and then like as time went on i kind of just like taught myself how to do it like i've never really like watched any videos on like mixing and things like that um and it's just like a like a side thing that i do like i that's that's something that like i don't do every single day like i just think it's cool Mm -hmm. um and then last semester i actually like got the opportunity to like mix in front of like large amounts of people uh through like my social fraternities like events and things like that um so i kind of fell in love with like seeing people's live reactions to like cool things that i might mix and i had always wanted to like make my own music and then be like make a beat or an instrumental and then kind of just like have other people react to that and then not only that like have myself listen to it and be like oh yeah i remember exactly where i was like when I made that and exactly how I was feeling. And it's kind of just like, in the least cliche way, way like possible, it's kind of just like putting all your like emotions into like one thing and then being able to listen to it for as long as you have the audio file. Uh, and so I started making beats in like May then, uh, like at the, after the end of school and then like during the like peak of quarantine. Yeah. Wow. That is, that is incredible. I got goosebumps just thinking about it because you're out there in front of the crowd and they're yeah. going crazy. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Do you, um, do you want to, you know, perform in front of more people or do you more want to produce music and put it on like SoundCloud and Spotify or both maybe? Yeah. I mean, definitely both. Like right now, um, like I've heard, like I've read, like, I like to read like motivational articles and things like that like mm-hmm. like like anyone yeah um and i i read this one article that stuck out to me it was like if you can go a day without like doing something then you're not actually like as in love with that thing as you think you are so for like djing itself like i can go like multiple days without djing but like for making beats like that is like since may i've only gone maybe like one day without making a beat and that's probably just because like i was out of town um and didn't have my laptop um so i definitely like right now in my life like the only thing i want to do is like produce especially because there's no huge crowds that i can mix in front of yeah um uh but like in the future like of course like if some of my my beats or anything were to blow up like like playing those in front of like a large crowd and then also mixing in like popular music into it would be awesome yeah yeah thank you so do you think you would have been able to um make beats as much as you do if we weren't like in quarantine in the middle of a pandemic do you think it's almost like a silver lining in a way yeah i do think it is like a silver lining because 
it's something I always like always wanted to do because uh, I've just been like passionate about music since like I was born and like I played piano and drums for like a short period of time but like playing playing stuff live is always kind of difficult uh like when you're not like a you know super duper experienced like yeah. artist um so when it comes to like programming things like that like that's what I really wanted to do and uh if it wasn't for the quarantine I would like to think that I did that I would have started uh at some point I don't know if I would have started like this early in my life but like um now like now that there technically still is a quarantine but I have a lot more classes now and things are going on like that like now I'll you know write on my google calendar like I'm gonna do this class for this long you know college college things yeah. but I'll, I'll I'll definitely leave like two two and a half hours to like make beats and like if that means sacrificing you know like not a meal but like if that means a shorter like dinner time then you know then that's the sacrifice I gotta make yeah yeah true passion there so yeah, yeah. thank you so moving on here um what types of equipment do you use so um so there's like three or four like huge uh like software platforms that um like all producers use although there, there's plenty of other like different softwares but the, the main ones are like fl studio logic pro 10 and ableton and then also like pro tools some people will use um but for me personally i'm a logic pro 10 user and um that just becomes a like the like sole reason that i have it uh which logic pro 10 is like the mac like the apple um mm -hmm. like software okay. so it's it's like it's confusing like in the start but it, like once you get the hang of it like you could become like really efficient with it um and the sole reason why i have logic is because of like my favorite producing duo which is like take a day trip which they're the ones who produce like mo bamba and panini and like popular songs like that but like yeah um they're like my favorite um producing duo and they use logic so i like to watch like their videos and like when i watch their deconstructed uh, or like deconstructed on uh, genius which is like a big thing that i love to watch mm -hmm. uh I, I like know exactly what they're doing at like all times which is awesome yeah. um and yeah just having that on your laptop it's like having like a studio in your backpack like it's it's awesome yeah for those do you ever get like random moments of like inspiration or an idea and you just like have to do it yeah i was just talking about this with someone the other day um like i have like a notebook mm -hmm. um like like it's right here like the podcast is gonna be able to see it but it's right here <laughs> yeah um but i just write down just like thoughts that i have like throughout the day um and yeah i mean that thing is just abused with just scribbles <laughs> um but yeah and then sometimes i don't know like if, if like um like a like a normal person were to look at it mm -hmm. Like, even, like, a, a top producer, they just wouldn't understand. Like, because sometimes I just, like, explain it in my own words on, like, what yeah. I might want to do for a certain, like, drum pattern or yeah. the way I might want to chop sample or something. But, yeah, it, it's cool. It's yeah. just really cool. Your own little language there. So, yeah. this might be, like, a probably a dumb question, but... So, what is, like, a producer's role within every song? So, behind every song, is there a producer? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So it, it could vary. So like I said earlier, like Kanye West can produce his own 
like beats based off a sample or based off like an original piece and then so for the guitar solo like he would bring in so he would chop up a sample he would bring in a person to play um a guitar solo that has like a similar melody uh to the original song and then he might put drums over it or there's been times that he brings in like a guy like travis scott to do drums over some of his songs and so the producer like there can be multiple producer credits to a song um but like really just the guy that brings everything together is like the producer and then he could also like you know rap and sing over his his beats which you know so he has like producer credits and then like tyler creators like a, another great example like he'll, he'll make his beats and then whole rap or sing over them um but that's like a producer but then there's also the other version of producer like take a day trip where they produce a song like mo bamba like they made the beat um but then you know a guy like shaq west comes in and raps over it yeah. but yet they still get like producing credits but they're just not the like associated performer uh-huh. and they could help write for it and then you know it's, so so it's yeah. like producer i guess it's like kind of a loose term um in my opinion yeah. but yeah it's just yeah. making dope songs yeah that's interesting I, I yeah i don't really like i feel like i never appreciate more of the producer side of the music you know like you only hear or at least the music yeah. i know i don't know but yeah yeah interesting interesting all right every every song has a producer so yeah there you go who are some of your biggest inspirations so I have like a list of like a top 10 that like I always go to and the list can go on forever. Like there's so many people that just I love, but like my top 10 that like I listen to like every single day, at least like eight of them every single day. Mm-hmm. Like number one in like no particular order, but like kind of a particular order. <laughs> um, number one is The weekend, and like just to see and then number two is Travis Scott and I know those guys are like extremely extremely mainstream now Mm -hmm. um but like for example like I'm looking at a poster in my room right here like I have the Owl Farrell like Travis Scott like original poster Mm -hmm. um because I heard about like Mike Dean and Kanye West like producing for this kid Travis Scott and then I listened to Owl Farrell and I really really liked it like when it first came out and then now he's like one of the number one artists in the world and then same with the weekend like i listened to you know house of balloons and stuff like that like back when he was getting associated with drake and now he's like one of the number one artists so yeah. I, I have a definitely like a, a a brand loyalty to like everything that they do yeah um but then number three would be Kanye west who i've talked about a couple times now already um then childish gambino who is great in all media uh and then tyler the creator who i also talked about uh, and then Frank Ocean, then Don Tolliver, then Rest in Peace, Mac Miller, then Tame Impala, and then Anderson Peck. And that is like my top 10. Yeah. And you can see that they have like a lot of like similarities on all those that I mentioned, but those guys are phenomenal, mm-hmm. every single one of them. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And so you've already touched on this a little bit throughout. <laughs> Um, as we've been talking, but what are some ways that your passion shows up um, in your everyday life? Definitely, like, the notebook. Like, I'll just think, like, when I'm listening to 
any kind of music like i'll just think like oh how did they make this and then like how can i translate that into like beats that i make mm -hmm. and like there's a reason why popular songs are so popular like how can i you know break into that um but just kind of like i don't know like i said like earlier like i don't go multiple days without thinking about it and just always i'm always just like listening for samples like for example um i was listening to uh like over the summer there was this ultra commercial and it had like this this old um like it was like you look like a flower like that was the name of the song or i think so mm -hmm. uh, and then like you know i googled it i made up beat out of it and i never like i never posted it anywhere like i have it on my computer and like it's not the best beat in the world but like that kind of stuff just always listening for samples and then always like looking for inspiration is just really really cool yeah it's awesome thank you what are some of your favorite ways or how do you most frequently i guess find your samples see that yeah that's a that's a really good question because um i like there's no real way that like oh man so it's like you could you could take it from like anywhere so there's like splice mm -hmm. which is like a paid subscription um and then you get royalty free samples so i know we were talking about the uh copyright earlier so mm -hmm. like all those you can use and i like to use those as like kind of just like supporting like elements to a main sample that i'll use uh, and then the main samples i really just use from like i can i, I really like like soul samples um so a lot of times I'll ask my dad about like what he used to listen to and then kind of just go to like an artist like that and then branch off into the suggested artists and then branch off into another suggested artist and then find some random studio album that they had from like the 60s and then find like the seventh song and then the outro of that seventh song has something really, really cool. So it's like it's a lot of just like listening to just like always actively listening mm -hmm. which sometimes can like like take the enjoyment out of it so then you gotta take a step back and then be like all right i'm not like i'm listening to it because it's it's good music like i'm not listening to it simply for finding sample and then when you say that normally then it's like okay like that that part was awesome mm -hmm. i can definitely take that and then drum over it or you know something like that so oh yeah that's interesting instead of like going in with the mindset like i'm looking for the perfect sample just yeah. trying to see yeah, it cause normally normally that's gonna fail because i've done that plenty of times and then, yeah. yeah it just doesn't work yeah yeah all right so you mentioned this a little bit but you recently came out with some of your own music on soundcloud so yeah. what did it take to make that and how did it feel to put out your own work and have people listen to it yeah, well, uh, it took it took a lot of hours, especially just because I was learning, like, all the stuff that I, like, still, I, I'm still learning, like, I have so much to learn, mm -hmm. um, but it feels like having a finished product and, like, hearing it on, like, like, not just the software and then having it, like, like, I'm no audio engineer, too, like, I'm also trying to teach myself, like, audio engineering, but, like, mixing and mastering it like to the best of your ability and then putting it on a website and then like seeing it there and then it's just it just feels amazing yeah. and then like having people like dm you or like text you or say face to face like how much they liked it is just like a 
dope feeling <laughs> like awesome um but like at the end of the day like i could be getting like two streams on a beat and like if i enjoy it like that's still like such a successful like thing to me mm -hmm. um because like my rule of thumb is like always like i'll never make a beat or a song or like instrumental because i haven't like i don't do like songs per se mm -hmm. um but i'll never make one that like i personally don't want to listen to so everything that i make like i li like as i'm walking around campus like i'll be listening to it and like i made it for that purpose like like for example this one song that i have or like one beat that i have is like called like michigan ads slash call ferris and like i could just picture myself like walking up and down michigan avenue <laughs> when i made that so that's like that's the most special part to me yeah and then yeah seeing the finished product yeah that's incredible yeah i know i listen to it it's great what's give us a little shameless plug here where can the people find um, it okay uh well i got why well, I, I mean shame i don't even have like an elevator pitch for it just because like <laughs> i'm not like trying to i'm sure if i tried harder to like yeah. market it it could work better but no um, yeah if people want to listen where should they go they should go to SoundCloud, um, okay. and my SoundCloud name is Everything Nando, just um, one word. Everything and, Nando. Yeah, it's a picture of me, um, and then I got a single that I released um, like early July that I had been working on since May, and then I released like a little like EP, um, and then speaking of that EP, there's like one song on there or one beat on there that I whipped up in like five minutes Ooh. and I tried to mix her mix and master it in five minutes and then it turned out really really bad so the <laughs> failure and what you learn from it because then every single song like since then has come out like pretty much the way that like I expected it to mm -hmm. like I expected it to and like with my knowledge on audio engineering right now but that one it was called PATL stood for party at the lake and I whipped it up and I tried to do it fast. I'm like, I'm getting good at this stuff and I failed. So <laughs> nope. I'm not going to delete it though, because it's, it's a reminder of like, all right, like I could do better. Like yeah. this stuff takes time. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah. And then I had that EP uh, and then I had a big project called resonance, which, uh, is like a bunch of different kind of beats. Um, and that was like the first thing I ever worked on. And then after that, I have the Chicago experiment, which is a slightly smaller, uh, kind of album style and it's just like a soulful um beat project that uh reminds me a lot of chicago yeah all right yeah, thank and you. there'll be cool. like new ones coming out soon so yeah that's yeah. awesome thank you thank you we'll put that in the uh description too awesome all awesome. right and then um what are some of your goals in terms of music production and things and this passion yeah i mean um really just getting better like learning more about music theory um because I'm, I'm not like the, the best with it so just making like super original stuff like i know that technically like using a, a bunch of different samples and like layering them like it is original um and just the way that i put it together is original but i would i would love to like write my own melodies at some point which i do have a few beats on soundcloud that are like my original melodies but um and like like i said earlier like eventually like i want to make it on like spotify or something like just kind of expand out and then i would love to do like a collaborative album 
like completely produced by me uh with like a rapper or singer like i think that would be awesome mm-hmm. and then my final goal would probably just to be like make at least one dollar <laughs> on uh on one of them so or 50 cents whatever yeah. whatever uh, <laughs> whatever works yeah that's that's funny what does it take to um get on spotify like how do you have to yeah i've actually never like even looked into that just because i'm so afraid of like the samples and like getting in trouble oh yeah yeah um but like it doesn't it's not very difficult like to clear certain samples uh because there's a thing called track lib that sometimes I like to do, which it's like in, uh, it's like a record store online, mm-hmm. and so you could pay like a fifty dollar royalty to have um, like the sample cleared for you, and you like get licensing for it. However, like fifty bucks right now, yeah. like I I really don't need to do that right now. <laughs> um, so I got to make that first dollar first before I consider something like that. But I definitely got to look into like how to get on Spotify. Okay, yeah, good to know. Yeah, maybe. You know, college is expensive, so, you know. Yeah, true. It's, it's not, yeah, all right. Moving on. <laughs> so, do you plan on combining your major um, or career goals with music production in any way? Um, You know, obviously the dream would be to just do that as my career. Um, But, you know, that could, that, like, you never know. Like, there could, it could be a hybrid. Like, I, I would love to do, like, marketing or finance uh, for specific artists or, like, record label or company like Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would, right now, that's, like, my biggest career interest is just, like, doing some sort of business for uh, a big company like Spotify or a big record label. Um, and, yeah, like, before I graduate, like, I just want to continue to, like, work on the marketing of like myself like i haven't really like i'm sure if i just put in like a little bit more effort on like marketing my soundcloud like like yeah you know that would help and i'd learn a lot and like really it's all just like learning right now and like i'm a pretty firm believer in that there's like nothing that you that you can't like learn or do like if you just put in the time for it yeah 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 it's good it's amazing (laughs) And then uh, we'll round out the questions here. What is some advice you would give someone who wants to start on this music production track? Yeah, so um, obviously, like I said a few times now, I've not made any money off my beats. (laughs) And so, and I still have like a lot to learn. So as a amateur producer, I can't really give like too much advice on that because, you know, I don't have any Grammys or anything like that. But however, as someone that like, decided to like finally chase a passion that they that they wanted to chase i give advice in that respect Mm -hmm. um so the biggest advice for that would just be to like take the chance on yourself and then invest in like yourself as well so it's going to take a lot of time like in any kind of passion like whether it's in art or business or school or anything like it's going to take a lot of time and then most things that are like like worth it in this world like unfortunately like are gonna cost a lot of money too um so like for making beats it's gonna be like the software um so for me you know i'd spend a little bit of extra time like busting tables and like like over the summer just trying to like make money so i can get that new like instrument plugin uh that i think would be awesome um so my biggest advice would just be like don't be afraid to spend the money if it's if you know for sure it's gonna like make you happy and then put in the, the extra hours to learn and then the extra hours to make the money to 
bring that satisfaction ultimately. Yeah, that is yeah. some amazing advice. Truly passionate here. That's I feel like, you know, a lot of people don't have something that they're like very, very passionate about. And so it's really cool to hear from someone who is definitely super passionate and can give some good advice and things. Thank you. Yeah, so thank you for that. And with that, we're going to move into our next segment, Hot Mike. So okay. just to get a, get to know a little bit more about you, similar to right. uh, awesome. Hot Seat, but Hot Mike. All right. So we'll awesome. kick it off with your favorite place on campus. I I really like uh, State Street and Memorial Union. Like just yeah. kind of like over East Campus Mall, yeah. like that kind of area. Yeah, good area. What's your favorite place to eat on State? I I'm gonna be honest. Like I can't give a number one, but recently yeah. I've been super into Conrad's. Ooh, okay, yeah. Conrad's yeah. is fire. Yeah. yeah. New new opening restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Next up, guilty pleasure. Um. I, the guilty pleasure that I was thinking about is uh, the song Unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield, mm-hmm. I think is how you say it. Mm-hmm. And if you listen, the reason it's my guilty pleasure is because, you know, it's like it's like a meme song. Yeah. Um, but if you listen to the drums on that song, they're so smooth and like loose and like humanized that they just they just hit. Yeah. Every single time that you listen to it, and you could just groove to that song. <laughs> and I know that Sam Stuckey would agree with me on that. Oh. So shout out to him. Yeah, heck yeah. That's actually one of my go-to karaoke songs, too. So Classic. Yeah, awesome. classics. Yeah. Listen to the drums next time. <laughs> okay, I will. All right. Um, a recent weird purchase. So over the summer, I ordered a book on music theory from Amazon, and they sent me both, like, the one that I ordered and like a kid's version on accident and to be honest with you like the kid's version is actually really really good like there's like practice problems in it and stuff (laughs) and like i know it's so simple compared to the other book but i didn't think i would read it and then i started reading the first couple pages and i was like this is kind of good yeah yeah it's a good place to start yeah um all right an online school hack uh I don't, like, I'm, like, online school just kind of sucks. Yep, yep. So I don't really have, like, everyone knows that. So, like, I don't really have, like, a ton of advice on that. But ever since high school, I've been starting the day off with, like, four waffles and peanut butter. So, like, making peanut butter sandwiches out of waffles and an apple. And I've been doing that since high school. Uh So if you want to start your day off right (laughs) Do four Eggo waffles, some peanut butter in between them, and an apple, yeah. and you are, you're set for the day. That's the power meal. Two follow-up questions. What kind of waffles mm-hmm. and crunchy or smooth peanut butter? Smooth peanut butter, Okay. and then usually uh, Eggo waffles. Okay, yeah, good, perfect. Take in the toaster note. oven. <laughs> toaster oven, not toaster? Or yeah, toaster? no, toaster oven, toaster, toaster oven. oven. Okay. Good to know, good to know. All right. Would you rather only use a fork or a spoon for the rest of your life? I would have to go with fork just because, like, I can live without soup. And then, Mm -hmm. like, I really like yogurt, but you could eat yogurt with a fork. And then I like ramen noodles, but you could eat that with a fork. I think you normally do eat that with a fork. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, I just can't think of any food that, like, requires a spoon Maybe ice cream, but, like, you could eat that with a fork. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, 
I don't know, you can't eat, like, chicken with a spoon. That's true. That would be actually awful, yeah. 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 So you would need, yeah, yeah. I, I would definitely go with a fork. Fork, okay. And then last question here. Do you put your milk or your cereal in the bowl first? Oh, cereal first. Yeah, good. I'm not a psychopath. No, yeah, that's the right answer. <laughs> I think that's exactly what Tia said, too. Um, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not crazy. <laughs> so with that, thank you so much um, for sharing your passion with us here um, on the yeah. podcast today. Um, what is one parting word you would, or piece of advice or thought you would give to everyone? Just one last thought. Um... I would uh, go in along the lines of this whole uh, like show. I would just say uh, follow what you're passionate about and don't think that you can't do it. Like everybody can do it if they if they truly believe they can. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, thank you. And with yeah, that, no we'll end it off here. Thank you all so much, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening. If you have a passion, reach out and you could be on next week's episode.